Hello, hello. Hello, Derek. Welcome to the Panhandles podcast. I think that's the first time in the history of, this is probably episode like 25 by now. First time I've ever just opened it up with, this is the Panhandles podcast. Not like, this is the Panhandles podcast. PP, if you You are listening to PPH. (laughs) Um, Now, I I do think I'm going to start opening up every episode with an inspirational quote. Not actually, but I do have an inspirational quote for this episode. Okay. If people it. are sleeping on you, tuck them in. Oh, that's dirty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was a shower thought that I Dude, had. Right when I thought it was going to be like, you know, I'm going to block out the haters, like let them sleep type thing. Tuck them in. You're going to the next level, in. like get comfy, son. Yes, sir. I like it. Pull dude. that Scooby-Doo blanket up and tuck them right in. I like it for you. I got a surprise game for you, all right? Oh, let's go. 30 seconds. Okay. Yes or no questions to guess the NBA player. I haven't done this in a few weeks. Yep. Okay. Are I'm- you ready? Let me pull this up. I'm going to get on basketball reference just so I'm able to be ready to go. Okay. Otay. 30 seconds. Your time starts now are they bald not no are they in the league currently no are did they play in the west Pri- yes was there a primary team no okay did that were they a journeyman kind of uh do they play point guard no did they play good defense yes did they play center no uh did they play forward yes i'm gonna give Power? you a minute okay. uh some uh did they wear a headband? No. Said they weren't bald. Did Did they play for one team for a really long time? Mm, within his career, yes. Did they play in the Atlantic Division? Some, yes. I don't know which one that is. <laughs> uh, did they? Could they shoot? No. No. Firm no. Could <laughs> they seconds. dunk? Yes. Were they taller than seven foot? No. Were they taller than six five? Yes. Three. Two, one, last question. Were they American? Yes. Okay. Hmm. I narrowed it down to like 85,000 people. <laughs> Could they dunk? <laughs> he well, plays, you know that he plays power forward. You go, is he above seven feet tall? <laughs> like that would, if I said yes, you'd be able to go. Poor Zings. Yeah, I was like, going to say poor Zings. Um, does not currently play. I should have said, is he alive? Did I ask that? He's... I don't think you I did. You didn't ask that. Can I look up the Atlantic Division? <laughs> sure. Okay. I misspoke. <laughs> he did not play in the Atlantic Division. Oh, he didn't at all? My fault. Okay. Can you tell me what division he played in? Yeah, yeah. Um. So, for the main part of it, he's kind of in a funky situation. Southeast Division. Whose teams are the Hawks, Heat, Hornets, Wizards, Magic. There's one thing that you asked that I gave a pretty quick answer to, which was, could he what? Shoot. Lord, no. Okay. Oh, like, shoot. Internet meme can't shoot. Internet meme can't shoot. But it, he's not a center, so it wouldn't be like Shaq. Which may, and I think this is kind of like why his career did not go the way that people might have thought. Because it's mm-hmm. like, how can you play the three and four and not? be able to shoot at all okay started watching the nba in like 2011 so um i'm gonna go andre miller final answer 
Okay. It is Michael Kidd Gilchrist. Oh, shoot. Dang. You know dude. that picture? Yeah. It's like <laughs> wrapped around <laughs> yeah, the ball it's like on the both other ways. Side. You don't know which hand he's shooting no. with. They're both like on top. Not a clue. Somehow. Was yeah. Andre Miller a good guess? Andre Miller played point, bigger point guard. He played for a long uh, time. Shoot. He played for the Nuggets forward. for the most of the time. Tried um, my hardest. Andre Miller was who's NBA comp? One of our guests. Uh-oh. Oh, shoot. Was it uh, Barlow? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nice, nice. Legend. Awesome. Let's get into it. Okay. Enough to, enough to the game, the funny games. Let's get straight to business. Let's get to the business. Uh, Ime Udoka. Wow. Celtics head coach. Let's not get too much into like the actual... I almost uh, said every, crime. Every, it's not a crime. Uh, what happens every day. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're not, everyone yeah, knows we're not what gonna, happened. Yeah, we're not going to get into the actual situation. Let's just get into the ramifications of how this affects the Celtics. And, and first of all, let's. I'd like to mention... For, clar- for clarification, the Celtics are the one giving him the punishment. Yes. It's not the NBA. When the punishment being, he probably will not coach the 22-23 season at yeah. all. Yeah. Yeah. After making the finals as a first-year head coach last year with just a budding team. Yep. Um, so it's the Celtics land down the law, nothing else. That's the impression I am under. Perfect. Um, yeah. I don't want to overreact. This is really bad for Boston. Um, and the reason why my mind goes to dark thoughts whenever I think about this, because I like Boston. I'm, I cheer for Boston. Um, when they're not playing a In true city. Tyler Rucker fashion, by the way. Yeah, like, I just like Boston, man. I can't get over it. Um, no, but there's always been this thing, like, they know how good Tatum is, right? Jalen Brown is obviously turning, you know, coming into his own. They've had pieces like Marcus Smart, Al Horford. They have guys like Robert Williams, Grant Williams, Pritchard, Derek White. They've had all this talent, okay? Um, and Brad Stevens is a heck of a coach who's there before you don't go. Always seem to underachieve a bit. Yeah, when were they going to turn fair. the corner, right? Like I think that's what it was. It's like they're young. When are they going to turn the corner? And it just didn't happen to be with, happen to be with Brad Stevens. Udoka comes in and like is the players, players, players coach. Real hard ass at times, right? They respond well to him. He was one of the best coaches in the NBA the entire back half of the year. I mean, period. Yeah, rough start and, and through then, the playoffs. Yeah, until they played the Warriors, they didn't lose back to back games in the playoffs. Yep, that's not just playing. I mean, that that coaching goes into that. Um, I think they take a step back. I really do. I think he got the best out of Jason Tatum. I think he got the best out of Jalen Brown. I think that the way he emphasizes defense and the way they run in transition, the way they pass the ball now, like he holds guys accountable. Now, the Celtics probably, you know, the players are thinking, like, we were able to do that. We're not just going to go back to our old ways because the coach changes, right? They saw success with the way things were. Um, but it's tough. Like, I think this is, I almost say they're not the favorite in the East now. I agree for lots of reasons. Like you said, he, Yudoka kind of just like at times reeled them in. Like they didn't lose back to back games, but there would be times in that first game they looked bad. Like there were definitely times where they regressed to their kind of, I don't want to say that like Tatum and Brown are kind of divas because they're, they're not divas, but there's almost just this times where they get this kind of body language and things just don't go their way. And it happens to lots of athletes. Definitely. 
that just kind of takes over the Celtics sometimes. And it, it has, like you talked about, since the like underachieving Brad Stevens teams. Mm-hmm. And Udoka was so good at like, I mean, I don't know if maybe they just responded well to it, but he would get, like you said, he'd get on their ass and like, and, yeah, it helped a lot. Like mm-hmm. they were one of the best teams in basketball last year. Didn't lose back-to-back games until they saw the Warriors. So I agree. It's a, it's a big loss. Now, I don't think they're going to completely, completely just regress to what they were no. where, oh, every other game is a meltdown and they're a really bad basketball team. Not that by any means, but like you said, they can take a step back. I think there's going to be kind of a happy medium between, yeah, they're not quite as good, but they're also not quite as bad as they were. So, do you, who can you see a guy, a guy like Tatum or Brown who's not extremely vocal step into a leadership role there, even with guys like Horford and Smart, who that's kind of what they're getting paid for? I was going to say, Marcus Smart is the first one that comes to my mind when you think of that. Obviously, I mean, Jason Tatum, he's like getting up there now. Jalen Brown, sure. they're getting up there now. Like, they should be able to do that, but I still look at. I, mean, I, I don't think it has to come from the best player. I really don't. I, I think agree. it can come from anywhere. So, Yeah, it's interesting. Are they still your favorite in the East? I mean, I think it's a little more even now. I need to know about the replacements, like in-game adjustments, probably. Because like I said, there's times where I could, they can melt down. You might want to fact check me on this. I believe he was a 2021 NBA Summer League. Like They won the championship with him as the coach. Ding. Um, the Boston Celtics did. I don't. Who is it again? His Who's name escapes that? me. His name escapes me. And I can't find it quickly on Twitter, so we're going to move on. Yeah, no, um, no worries. But yeah, I mean, it it hurts. It does. Um, I can't... I don't know if I can call them the favorite or not in the East. It's really tough. Because the East, like we've talked about, it's a dogfight, man. Like it's man. no... They were the favorite, and they were probably both of our outright favorite, but it wasn't by like a significant margin. No. So, and if both of us were told Ben Simmons and Kyrie Irving were going to play games for the Nets, I mean, they're right there with them, right? And there's also like Coach Spo over there who's got a really good roster. Who's he's going to coach all year? So it's and, it's and, really tough. And the Nets, I mean, the uh, Heater team that we're not counting out of making more moves. No, it's no. interesting. It, it it's unfortunate for Boston. It is. It is. Uh, you want to move on to Philly? I mean, not Philly. Uh, Detroit. Yes, Detroit. I said, who? Philly? Uh, yes, Detroit. Recap the trade for it. Uh, it was... Bogdanovich. It was Bogdanovich for Kelly Olenek and Saban Lee. Saban Lee's kind no of... No picks. Kind of a toss-in. No picks that I know of at all. I'm pretty sure it's finalized. <laughs> like, no picks. Bizarre for the Jazz. They want to lose games so bad. There's like no... I don't, I don't blame them. No, but I don't not either. getting a pick sucks. Or even just like... I don't know, Killian Hayes, something like yeah, get somebody. It's odd. It's odd because I I genuinely thought they could do like Conley, Bogdanovich, and Clarkson. Clarkson. I thought they two first. Man, I agree with you. Maybe so, they couldn't. Maybe yeah. Who maybe knows? they couldn't do that. Uh, I loved Bogdanovich's Bogdanovich's mm. fit with the Lakers. Um, but I I like what Detroit did. Like I think we've talked about it. They don't have a a twenty twenty three first round. I think it's protected. So. If they wanted to lose a whole bunch of games, I think they could do it. But yeah. I respect it. it they almost uh, who's the who's the GM there? It's former Thunder Troy Weaver. Troy Weaver. He's kind of done like a mini a mini Thunder rebuild there. Yeah, yes. Where he had some good players. He went and got a top pick. Gets his guys through the draft. Gets his guy, and then he got another top pick mm-hmm. uh, in Jaden Ivy. Oh, Jaden Ivy, and then Jalen Duran in the same draft. Yeah, and then he. 
expedited, which mm-hmm. if all of this was to like a much more minute scale. But still. But still. Um, I really like it. What do you think about their overall roster now? I like it too. I think Bogdanovich is a great fit. Obviously, a guy who's going to play. I mean, he's he floats around that 20 point per game average most seasons, I believe. Um, yeah. I think he was 18 last year. Good catch and shoot guy, especially for a team that's going to run a lot of high ball screens with Cade um, oh. as the ball handler. That's sexy. And they have a lot. I mean, they're not a big team. Like, they go small ball a lot because um, their center's Isaiah Stewart. They're kind of big. They can be big. They don't have they don't have a guy who's sitting in the paint. I should say they're able to Duran now, Duran now. But I mean Isaiah Stewart, as far right. as I know, is still going to be starting. So it'll. Center. I was thinking about this earlier. Cade, Ivy, uh-huh. Bogdanovich, uh huh, Jeremy Grant. Oh no, he's he's. <laughs> you just cannot make that uh, trade go through in uh, your uh, mind. And then the the two Isaiah Stewart and Sadiq Bay. Yes. Yep. And so, and so, I mean, that's that is small. That is small. Smallish. Um, and so, they're all able to play off the balance. Having Bogdanovich float around the perimeter is going to be really nice for his game. Um, Cade's obviously going to be able to get him the ball. I like it. Where does this push Detroit for you in the Eastern Conference race? It's, it's tough. It's really tough. I tweeted it. I just don't know. Like, I love this trade for them. I just don't know how much it matters in the short term because okay. the East is so. They're so good. Like, was this team a Bogdanovich away from being better than the Raptors? No. I don't think so. No. I don't think so. so I don't think it's close. No. And and right there with the Raptors are like, the Cavaliers are now really good. And like, the Heaters still up there. The Sixers, they're... Are they better than Atlanta? <sighs> I don't think so. Probably not. Probably not. Unless they really pull a Grizzlies like the Grizzlies did last year. And like, Cade is fifth in MVP voting. They're going to be closer to... What the Pelicans did maybe last year. I agree. Maybe. I think still. I think they could sneak into the play-in. And they could come out and they could totally surprise us. But this is what I tweeted. Their two best players, Cade Cunningham and Jaden Ivey. I firmly believe that's their two best players. Really? 20 years old. Oh. You don't think Ivey's their second best player? Bay. Oh, I don't know, man. Jaden Ivey's just that dude. He's that it's dude. It's hard for me to play a guy who hasn't played an NBA game in that. But I agree. He could be. But like, would be surprised. Paolo's like probably the best player on the map. Well, Franz is good. But like... Paolo's probably the best player on that team, right? I don't think so. <laughs> I think it's Franz. Next year, Franz will be the best player on that He'll team. He'll probably have better averages. We'll see. Okay. But I understand your point. Um, if two young guys is your two pro- potentially two best players this season. Right. And they're 20. Yeah. 20 years old. It's just it's just not how it works. They're, they're just not going to make some crazy run in the playoffs. You think they hit the plan? I think that's their, p- the I think that's their best. I think that's probably the ceiling. Okay. Yeah. I like it. I don't envision them being what we were probably anticipating, though, which is like a seven to eight worst team in the league. They could sure. be. I think that's still their bottom. That, that could be the floor, but I mean they've got some. They've got good vets now. So yeah, I, to be fair, I don't think it raises their ceiling as much as it raises their floor. Having a guy like Bogdanovich totally kind of helps that team not lose games. Veteran piece. I mean, it doesn't make them much better, but. They're not going to get worse. When's the last time we had a Detroit Pistons team this fun? Yeah. <laughs> I almost feel like we're reaching to see how fun they really are. I mean, like... Oh, dude, I think they're so fun. Really? What? Cade, Jaden Ivey? Those, those are two of the most exciting players, like, in my brain. <laughs> really? Just ripping cross-court passes to two spot-up shooters in Bay yeah, and Bogdanovich. It'd be fun. Jalen Duran freaking hammering off the bench. <laughs> I love it. I, I think it's so fun. Good, good, good. You're not excited? I'm excited. I... <laughs> I think a lot. There's a lot of teams more exciting. 
in terms Det- of like for, in winning terms basketball of, games, in terms sure. of Detroit, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I I think Cade and Jaden Ivey are gonna be like must watch TV in like five years. So very nice. Um, Thunder, Thunder news. News. Shea hurt. Menis- M- MCL. MCL grade two sprain. What does that mean, Derek? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> Let's bring on the doctor. We've got a doctor in the Zoom waiting room. Just kidding. We don't have that. We're not that cool. Uh, he, so the normal, like the normal person, WebMD says two to four weeks, but Shay's a superhuman. He's an NBA athlete. <laughs> four uh, days. Yeah, it'll be like maybe 15 Next minutes. Week, a week from today. He just, he like really channels his energy <laughs> and grunts for like 10 minutes and it's fixed. <laughs> um, like Dragon Ball Z or something. No, I, I think. Like always, the Thunder are going to be super, super cautious with it. What Presti said in his presser today, and we'll get into that here in a minute, but he said in his presser that he was at the Thunder facility. He was just, I, I, I don't know if it was, I don't think he specified whether it was like in, in scrimmage action or he was just kind of shooting. I want to say he was just like maybe shooting around. Said he tweaked it, finished the workout, didn't feel an, a thing at all. Woke up in the morning and was stiff and got it checked out and it was a grade two sprain. So it's not like he was like, dunking came down broke his ankle and was riding it like it was a very minor thing so the thunder are going to treat it with a ton of caution wouldn't surprise me at all if he's not there for the opener maybe even a couple weeks after the opener my my biggest worry is like missing training camp really could lead to a slow start especially with a young team especially with a young team and i'm not even talking about team success i mean like shay specifically Mm -hmm. like coming back not being full speed, hasn't been full speed for a couple weeks, hurts an all-star campaign if you're bad early. Like mm. It's just like, it's just not ideal. I don't know. Is Shea going to play more than 50 games this year? I think so. Okay. I think so. Okay. The vibes I was getting from Presti at his, at his conference. Were you today, there? I was there. Like physically? I was physically there. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, and I will be at Media Day on Monday, Sick which is dude. the most fun day where, ever. Where do they hold those conferences? Uh, they have a practice at the at the practice In facility. Uh, it's it's yeah, basically like off Lincoln. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that street. <laughs> I shouldn't say the street. Off Britain. Britain. Yeah. Really? Yeah. In, in between OKC Edmund. Oh, I thought it was. I thought it, I thought it was yeah. over there by the Hive. I don't know where the Hive is. <laughs> I'm not a baller, not a hooper, not a hooper. Um, I just, I really think Sam Presti's playing it by ear. I know, and of course he would say this, but I know people like to put time frames on something like, oh, next year's definitely the year they're going. They're going for it. Yeah. But like, I think if they got out to a start this year and they were 20 and six, or, I mean, obviously that's that's a little exaggeratory, but if they were really good and they looked really good and he thought there could be su- sustained success, and you could add Chet Holmgren next year. They're playing. They're they're going for it. You like, think? there's just yeah. I I don't think he, there's any pressure on him whatsoever to like wait till the time's right. It's like the time kind of finds you. So okay. I'll go on record and say I hope Oklahoma City loses every single game. Oh, this I year. hope they go zero and eighty two because <laughs> I'm trying to get I'm trying to get Wimby in Oklahoma City, baby. Zero and eighty two to a championship contender. With a snap of a finger. Uh. If they get Wimanyama, do they go 082 to 82 and 0? <laughs> That's the question. <laughs> we'll see. Um, yeah, it, it's just not ideal news for the Thunder, especially after 
the chess stuff. It's just so unfun. Like, I feel like this team can't catch a break. They can't. <laughs> they can't. Um, I do want to say one thing. The Thunder are just, like, so immensely lucky to have Sam Presti. Like, it's just not even, like... Real it, deal. It, he's so the real deal. What would like, he What would he do in a, like, drop him into the Knicks right now, and what would he do to that place? He would have it turned around in three seasons. Three? Maybe less. <laughs> he would he would be really bad one year. He'd go get a crazy pick. He'd keep Barrett and he'd keep Barrett. Everyone else is on the table. Mitchell Robinson, I think he'd he like, he'd probably like likes him. him, but like he's not a probably like Brunson. Fine. He yeah. would keep those guys. He would lose a whole bunch of games. Go get like a top three pick. He'd get the dirtiest package for uh for uh, Julius Randle, the dirtiest. Oh yeah, it makes the Paul George thing look like nothing. <laughs> and then he would get basically like a top three player to sign there because it's New York, and how would you not want to play in the Garden like every other game? And then because they're so really poorly managed. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I mean, they're just like the dude. Yeah, he gets it, man. He totally gets it. And I, how is he still here? How he has to love it here because there should be twenty nine other teams wanting him. It just it it's, like yeah. it blows my mind. Lucky, you're right. Basketball lucky. in Oklahoma would not be the same at all without Sam Presti. I firmly believe it. We're lucky. We're lucky. We're lucky. Uh, what else? You, oh God, you're just foaming at the mouth. <laughs> I want to talk about this ESPN 100 list, dude. My God, it's had, dude, it's had Jake on nails for weeks. <laughs> it's had a stranglehold on the way he's like functioned. I can't like, operate at work. He's literally sitting at work, like googling basketball reference, like and endlessly. I. Devin Booker's a top 10 player. <laughs> That's crazy. You want to get into that? Yeah, you got it. You take us away, man. So, they've come off the list so far. They're 100, so their players, 6 through 100 are ranked. So, the top 5 left, it's looking like Giannis will be in there, Embiid, Jokic, Steph, and Luka will be the top 5, which I have no, I mean. Was LeBron 6? LeBron was 6. It's fine. Jason Tatum seven, Katie eight. Wow. John ja Morant nine. That's and nuts. And your boy. And Devin Booker ten. <laughs> Both Morant. Whereas Mer- pa- Pascal was eleven, right? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Pascal's like thirty. <laughs> no, he was. It's nuts. No, he was. It is so, nuts. So, that's the first time you've heard the top ten, or yes. the, at least six through ten. Thoughts on that? Thoughts on Tatum over KD, and then. Morant and Booker rounding out 9 and 10. I mean, listen. <laughs> Tatum punked KD in that series, bro. <laughs> Shut he, up. He, he did. I'm not even joking. Like, Both he, ends, dude. He punked him. He punked <laughs> him. I love Kevin Durant, dude. That's not true, but I, listen, it's close, but like. <laughs> One's KD, ooh, man. He made, him, he made him look silly, dude. You think it's Tatum? He couldn't even dribble. He couldn't even dribble. You're being an idiot right now. No, I swear to God. So I swear you, to God. you'd put Tatum over him? No, I'm just saying. I, <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, I get it. If we're going into next season, one's going to be like 37. One's going to be 25. Prime of his life. So. If you look at the most recent work and project next year, then sh- yeah, sure. I, I get it. I wouldn't do it, but I get it. The thing is, that's not what was done on the rest of the list. Exactly. <laughs> it's inconsistent. So okay, you're fine with that. What about Morant and Booker in the top 10? <sighs> Listen, Morant. He, I mean, he played like an MVP for a lot of last season. He's so good. I think, I think the top ten is a very exclusive list. I don't know if he's made it yet, but I, I get it. Again, like 
We're on the same page that healthy Kawhi and healthy Dame are nine ten. Yes, okay. I think there's certain yeah there's there's people that that haven't played due to injury that I think still yep. should leave that vacated. But yeah. for now, for now, you don't have a problem with it. I would like if you're trying to win an NBA championship next year, you're taking John Morant over Kawhi. Absolutely not. No way. No Especially way. if you know Kawhi is playing half the games. Right now, no. from the perspective of like, is Kawhi going to be the same again? Totally get it. Sure. Totally get it. Ja, okay. I will say, out of like the young studs, Jaw's probably the first, the first guy, right? Like, yeah. out of uh, Booker, Donovan Mitchell, young studs, Luca. Well, okay, Luca. So, he's so in his own. Okay, twins. okay. Like, Tatum still in a different tier than those different guys. Different tier. I'm talking like Trey Young. I'm talking outside looking in. Trey, Trey, Jaw, Donovan Mitchell, Zach Levine, Devin Booker. Those guys. Shea, I think, will get back in there this season. Garland. Garland. I think Jaw's probably my the best out of I think those. Trey is. But that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Okay. The only two rookies that made the, made the list, which I don't think they should. Made the list? Yeah, top 100. That's crazy. Wow. Keegan Murray at 95. Wow. And Palabank here at 82. I'm fine with that. Okay. You, don't, you don't think they should have? I just think it's tough to <laughs> project a rookie yeah. onto that. Those guys are... Ahead of guys who have made a name for themselves in the NBA. If you're a top 100 NBA player, you're pretty freaking good. I yeah I get that but also but it's they're fine. gonna be it's you fine. know what I mean yeah um we've talked a little bit about this group of guys Anthony Simons Tyler Hero Jordan Poole Tyrese Maxey kind of a group of guys that we clump together mm-hmm. similar skill sets um they're in different situations Anthony Simons ninety one compared to Tyler Hero at sixty one Jordan Poole at fifty five and Tyrese Maxey at forty four. I will say I agree with the order that you named them. That's okay. That's okay. There's no way Anthony <laughs> Simons is 30 spots lower than the next closest guy to him in that group. He played on the worst team out of those four. Easily the worst team out of those four. And maybe they're taking that into account as like he's got inflated stats due to that. I mean, Jordan <laughs> Poole like, won a chip yeah. doing it. Yeah. So with those four, you take Maxi, Poole, Hero, Simons? Uh. I'm taking hero. Maybe maybe switch hero and pool. But we both but, it's but we we both like I Mac. love Maxi. So Maxi Maxi at 48 means that he That's is way four spots higher than the Thunder's own Shea Gilgis Alexander. I know you have thoughts. Go. I I don't even know like what to how do you even rationalize it? There's 48? no way. There's no he's going to be a top 25 to 30 NBA player next year. All three rookies. Bro. Jaron Jackson Jr.'s on that list ahead of Shea Gilgis Alexander. That's he can't even dribble the ball. Like that's so. Kill Bridges is forty nine, and he might be the fifth best player on that team. I'm like, if you've listened to this podcast for a while, you know I'm not a, a Thunder, Thunder Homer. Like, you like Shea, but you're not a Thunder Homer. No, that's wild. Like terrible. What, Tyrese Maxey, I don't. I and I'm again, I'm a fan of Tyrese Maxey, but that's just crazy. And then it's crazy. The top four. I might have forgotten Wagner on this list. Jalen Green was at 62. And then you have the wow. top three rookies, Barnes, Mobley, and Cade Cunningham, all over Shea. Barnes at 39, Evan Mobley at 36, Cade Cunningham at 35. Interesting. I just, I think... I don't hate the order, but if you're projecting it out, going from last year to next year, Scotty Barnes won Rookie of the Year. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I agree. 
I don't hate. Like I'd still take them in that order. There's got to be some over that's a, that's a thing. I think they're they're accounting for so much projection. Like being a top. What was Cade? Cade was thirty five. He's gonna have to average like twenty two six and six to be a top thirty five player, and he might. But are you confident in that? I, I mean, like, no, I'm not. Yeah, I. That's crazy. Okay. That's crazy. And then this is the one for me that I don't understand. Kyrie Irving, mm. thirty three. Yeah. I, <laughs> Andrew Wiggins, Drew Holiday, and Chris Middleton. All above them. That is crazy talk. Was there any sort of like guideline at the beginning of this article? Not at the beginning. Not not at the beginning that I saw. Now, for each one, they kind of give reasons why. I don't have that pulled up. Regardless. Yeah, I mean. Regardless. Kyrie Irving not being as good as Andrew Wiggins, Drew Holiday, or Chris Middleton is wrong. Just wrong. It's wrong. Yeah, you're right. Um, for all his dumbassery, sure he can hoop like exactly pure hooper. Exactly. I mean, when he's like fully going, top three guard, top fifteen yeah, player, yeah. probably on. He's one on of the elite. He's up there with. He's up there with. I mean, I Steph and Dame. Pretty, for the I was top say, three guards, easily close to Dame. And yeah. we said Dame was what nine ten. So yeah. yeah, yeah. It. I don't love the list. Um. Let's get back to the top ten, then we can move on real quick. I want best player on earth, Giannis. Yep. Okay. So what <laughs> I want to do, off of that, using what we saw last year and projecting the next year, and it's hard to you know fully describe what that's going to look like in our brains. Give me your top ten. Oh God, that's so hard. Based off last year and g- going into this year, like so, whatever you're projecting, whatever I'm. So projecting. we start Giannis one, both of us. Giannis one, two is where it immediately gets tricky for me. It's hard to go against Jokic back to back MVP. I think Doncic might be the best player, second best player in the NBA after this next season. Yeah, Durant's really good. Steph just won Finals MVP. Who do you go there? It's really hard for me to go against Steph in that spot. At two, I, yeah, he's just so proven. And whether he's like getting the stats or not, he's just the most gravitational in the league and maybe one of the most gravitational guys in basketball history, like just unmatched. So whatever team he's on is going to be good. I always factor in team success and like winning into uh-huh. this. So I, I got to go staff it too. I go Jokic. Okay. And I, I even, that's totally fine. It's just hard to go back to back and be three. Oh man. <laughs> I got Luca. Okay. That's really high, I know. I've explained in the last couple podcasts just what I think about him as a basketball player. I think next year at this time we're having the conversation of who's the best player in the NBA, Giannis or Luka. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's crazy. So by projecting that, I'm going to put him right there at three with Steph right behind him at four. You, Who are your three and four? My three and four are the centers. Uh, Jokic and Embiid. Jokic and Embiid, I yep. assume. I think they're they're both healthy. They're both dominant. They can do a whole lot of things, each of them. So I think they're kind of... I really think they're going to be mainstays in that top five for a while. Okay. So. Five. Kevin Durant is mine. I would have Luka for the same reasons as you. I think he's amazing. He is younger. He'll... Seems like he stayed in shape this offseason. 
gravitational, just as gravitational as Steph. I mean, due to having, <laughs> I still don't think the Mavericks are the best team. They'll be good defensively, but yeah, I got Luca. Really good, really good player. Okay. Embiid's five, Kevin Durant's six for me. I would have Katie six. Okay. Katie's my six, LeBron's my seven. LeBron is mm. <laughs> Kills you. It's fine. I'd, I'd probably put Jason Tatum next. Wow. Yeah. So then LeBron yeah. would be eight for you? Yeah. Jason yeah. Tatum's my eight. Nine and ten, if we're not including Kawhi and Dame. Oh, we're not. Due to injury from last year. Okay, if we're not. And those would both be our 9 and 10, and whichever. I'd probably go Kawhi than Dame. Yeah, I okay, agree. So take them out of it. Who's your 9 and 10? Dude, don't do this to me. I need to look. Can I look? Yeah. I'll go ahead and say mine while you are pulling that up. I have got... Ooh, do we include Paul George? Probably not, if we're not including Kawhi. Nah, let's not. Jimmy Butler at 9. Which I hate. <laughs> Which I hate. <laughs> and then, oh, this makes me sick. Trey Young at 10. Wow. Yep. Top 10 yep. player, Trey Young. <laughs> you want to expound? Do you want to talk about how good he is? <laughs> uh, so because those other three guys aren't in it, Kawhi, uh, Paul George, and Damian Lillard, I'd be between Trey Young, James Harden, John Morant, Anthony Davis, Kyrie Irving. I think those are kind of those guys that I'd be between. Um, Trey has his flaws defensively, which I nitpick all the time. Not nitpick. I pick on all the time. He's one of the three best offensive players in the NBA. Led the NBA in points and assists last year. Makes guys around him better basketball players. Um, he has that type of grav- gravitational pull that we saw early in Steph's career. Um and I think at this point, when you're naming him with guys like Harden, who you're not sure if you can win with, Morant, who's not a proven win you're at, Anthony Davis, who's won but has missed games in recent years, Kyrie Irving, there's question marks around. I think Trey has the least amount of question marks and what you're going to get from him and how many games he's going to play. And I just, I go Trey. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, I had my two and then I forgot them. <laughs> Um, and Jimmy Butler at nine, oh, just because he's a dog. Yeah, Jimmy Jimmy Butler would be my ninth as well. I like it. And then I would go Jaw at ten. Okay, that's I just fair. think I don't know. I don't. I don't know where he stands as far as winning, like long term. Like, is he going to be a guy that's going to lead a ton of teams to the NBA Finals and win? <sighs> I'm doubtful, but in fairness, I think he's going to be a complete regular season workhorse. He's going to win a ton of games. He's probably going to win a few awards here and there. And people had Russell Westbrook pegged as a top 10 player for a long time. So I think it's certainly fair to insert Jaw at number 10. I like it. Because they're very similar. So Cool. Those are my two. I like it, man. Um, Twitter questions. How much sleep have you lost over that? I didn't that really list. get into it as much as I wanted to. Um, Devin Booker's the, I have him as the 20th best player in the NBA. I don't think that's terrible. Um, and I just think it's wild that he's a top 10 player. <laughs> Absolutely. It's a mockery of basketball. <laughs> it's a mockery. A mockery. A mockery. Man, he finished fourth in MVP voting. Fourth. And he shouldn't even have been in, top, in the top five. It's crazy talk, man. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. All right. All right. Get off your soapbox. 
All right. You want to do Twitter questions? Yeah, we've got some good ones, by the way. We do. We got a, a ton of great questions. Um, let's start with longtime listener, many time questioner, OKC Skittles. <laughs> NBA player sinking island that you're still on. Oh, gosh. This is good. Yes. Uh, very good. So he said, IE or EG Killian Hayes. I didn't even see this one. Uh, yeah. Uh, Let's start out with my biggest like draft bust of all time. Marvin Bagley. <laughs> oh, yeah. Loved Marvin Bagley. Yeah. Massive fan of Marvin Bagley. He was so freaking awful. But yet, yet, there's still just this like small part of me that wants to believe he could be like a <laughs> super productive NBA player still. Even like to the point where he like has this resurgence of being like the third best player on a team. Wow. And he's and he's on the Pistons, Jake. He's on that exciting young Pistons team. <laughs> he's so why they're exciting. It's going to be Cade Cunningham 1, Jaden Ivey 2, Marvin Bagley 3. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. I <laughs> He's bad. He's bad at basketball. Yeah, that's tough. I don't know where my mind I initially think Peyton Pritchard, but it's I, like I literally was going to be like but, you, but it's you not, want Peyton Pritchard. But it's not like anyone's Lower on him than when he got no, drafted. He's exactly it's exactly what we thought, thought he'd yeah. be. Um, now I thought he could be like a starting point guard in the NBA oh, really? on a good team, on a good team, like with good players around him. I think he's fine as a starting point guard. Probably. I don't hate it. Um, but a guy who I was high on that like everyone's gone off the island. Um, I'm still there. Not one that I've gone off the island on, but Jarrett Culver. I was really, I was really high on him. I'm not still on that island, but he did get signed to Atlanta, I believe. So that's fun. What about Michael Porter Jr.? Are you on that island still? Is that island sinking? Yes. What? I don't think so. Can't okay, play basketball I'll... games and doesn't get along with the head coach. <laughs> he can play basketball. He's only he been out for one he... season. <laughs> it's only been one year. Okay. Doesn't get along with the head coach is its own thing. I um, listen, yeah, which yeah. I'm not saying he's a smart guy. He was like a COVID denier. He's kind he of was. an idiot. Yeah, I think so. But uh but yeah, he's freaking good at basketball. Okay. I gotta see what he comes back like, but I'm totally there. Gosh, just be wrong for once in your life. Why are you? Why are you trying? To I'm just trying to think of right who now? it is. <laughs> Here's one: Jalen Smith, who was at Maryland, who's a big that played for the Suns and was just awful. Got moved to the Pacers. He can shoot it from three. He's a decent post defender. He moves well. Like I just kind of thought he'd have a role in the NBA, and he's the point where he get cut after this year. But I still believe he's an NBA player. Yeah, I liked him a lot. I, I would still think he could get minutes eventually. Yeah. Great question. That's a really good one. Uh, Cooper J. NBA, uh, legendary social media savant. Amen or Azar specifically for the Thunder? Okay, I will preface this. Thank you. <laughs> Amen, primary creator, one of the top playmakers, absolute bucket getter, bit of a question mark defensively. Both of their shots are not perfect. perfect. So I'm trying to think of someone to compare him to. Maybe like Jalen Green, but can't quite extend as far as Jalen Green can. Fair. Hyper athlete. Yeah, really fun. That, that sounds fun. Azar, three and D wing, Mikhail Bridges type. Uh really taps in defensively, can cut, do all those things, but not as good of a handler or like he can't generate offense the same Smaller way. Smaller Kaminga. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Same but type but of skill set. better better defensive motor. Like he likes defense very much. Enjoys it. Um. So one essentially is like star type. One is like 
role player type at this moment in time. Obviously, they're both super young. They could get anywhere. So essentially, do you want another primary creator, offensive generator, or do you want a three, I wouldn't say three, a defensive-minded athlete-type wing who could get things done, kind of the grimier work? From that, I lean to the latter. 3 and D guy fills a specific role. Um, doesn't have to have the ball in his hands type of thing. And I've watched the two. And Amin pops a lot more than Osar. Better, yeah. And, and yeah, he's better. just better. He's a better basketball And I'm not fully convinced because of the shot. Amin couldn't do that role that you're talking about with Osar. I think he just happens to be a little better, so he's able to do a little bit more. But we see all the yeah. time guys go from being bucket getters to not as much in the NBA, and they still have a role. So I go Amin, but I think it's an important note that the Thunder, if they don't, if they let's say the Thunder don't have a top three pick, there's still guys there that can fill a nice role for Oklahoma City in the draft. I I don't know what I lean, man. Like we said, Amin's better. Like like he just is. He's the better basketball player. At this point in the Thunder timeline, I I almost just lean him. Get as many good basketball players as you can now, and figure it out later. Gotcha. It's, uh, it's official. Ime Udoka suspended for the whole season per the NBA press release. Joe Mazzula, interim head coach. Yes, that's the name. We got it. We did it. Joe Mazzula. Yeah, he was one of the impractical I, jokers, I think. I'm not going to get into it. <laughs> he, I know he played West Virginia. I think he's had some legal trouble. Oh, intrigue. Go ahead and Google that yourselves. I don't want to talk <laughs> about any legal trouble on this podcast. Okay. Um, question from D Mac again, legendary thunder writer, savant extraordinaire, much like the Sarver situation, a one year suspension seems to be in line for Ime Udoka will pressure from the media result in Udoka stepping down. How unprecedented would it be for a head coach to receive this sort of suspension? I don't think Udoka steps down personally. I think he really enjoys coaching. I think they've got a great team. You don't think he steps down? No. I mean, if, if they wanted him to step down, I think they would have just, you think he's in Boston next year? I think so. Wouldn't they have just fired him? Why wouldn't they just fire him? I don't know. I think another team's going to throw him a bag. You think? Yes. Maybe. I don't know. Who's the next coach? Is that stepping down? I don't think that's stepping down. I don't know, I, I, I don't know if he resigns. I'm not sure. Um. I mean, I think he's there. Maybe I'm being naive. I don't know. I feel like they would have just fired him and got an actual... Like, Why would they get this interim coach? They weren't just going to... Sure. So I don't know. I, don't know. I think he'll be there. Uh, as far as unprecedented, I don't. I can't think of another guy who was suspended for a year. I don't know. I'm not like super no. knowledgeable in NBA lore, but no, it seems pretty unprecedented to me. Yeah. So that's crazy. I don't know. Uh, Blaine Buchanan, longtime listener, favorite quote from Sam this morning. Man, you can answer this. <laughs> Sam was on his BS today, dude. He was talking Pearl Jam, Tribe Called Quest. He was like, he was just shouting out everybody. Royal Ivy. Got a reference in there today. Uh, DJ White got a reference. Like, it was just, he was on his BS. There's too many. I would urge everyone to go watch it. I'm sure it's on YouTube by now. Really good. There's just, there's, there cannot be a more candid general manager in professional sports than Sam Presti. There can't. He would have sat there all day long and answered questions. I fully believe that. He sat there for two hours and answered our questions. Did you ask any? I didn't. I'm a loser. Were you just kind of nervous? I get nervous, yeah. But 
I would have if I had a real question, but I'm not like a beat writer. I'm not like I'm not getting paid hourly Introduce by yourself, a, Derek Parker panels podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Say the media outlet. Do you want to come on the pod, Sam? <laughs> Mr. Sam, just, Sam, just one question. Uh, would you like to do a 30 second yes or no segment on tonight panhandles podcast yeah <laughs> we record it 7 p.m on thursdays you can come by we've Here's got chicken fingers i normally have brahms <laughs> there might be a high c in the fridge <laughs> <laughs> we got a high c with your name on it samuel one uh, just one, one high c <laughs> no can't have more than that can't do it my dog might bite your ankles <laughs> he's not an ankle biter he's just kind of a moron uh jason adler another uh valued listener this one's for you, Jake. Thoughts on my Hoosier team, big Indiana fan since I was born. I know it's Oklahoma, and I listen because of the Thunder, but still thought I'd ask. Jake, you're the you're the college professional here. What yeah. do you think about the Indiana Hoosiers? They're going to be good, man. They're a top 25 team in my book, uh, especially I mean preseason. I have no reason not to think that. Trace Jackson Davis is back. He could easily be a big, uh, you know, he could be MVP of that conference. Um, they've got, like, They've got weapons around him as well. I like him. Mike Woodson's in his second or third year coaching there. I'm not entirely sure. They got a good team. I think they're a top 25 team. Um, now, you know, they could go 20 to 30 anywhere between there. And I think with a lot of those teams, it's a matter of who gets hot in March. Because uh, we see a lot of teams that you might not might not have won the conference, that you might not expecting to make a massive run. They kind of get hot and make a nice little run. We see a lot of those Power 5 teams that are kind of the 6-7, to 8-9 seed that win games in March. I could see them doing that behind the veteran leadership and play of Trace Jackson Davis. Cool. Uh, Simon Rath, friend of the pod, Hawkstraff nerd on Twitter. What's the dumbest thing you can remember doing? Oh, my God. Here's Simon's example. I rode in a shopping cart down a hill, jumped out, and landed on my face, causing a concussion. Uh, I'm hitting the Rolo decks right now because I've got just like thousands of dumb things that I've done. Uh, I've got one. What do you, do you have anything or do you want me to go? I used to, like, I used to get in trouble in class for putting, um, like I, I hit a speaker in the ceiling and like would play sounds on that <laughs> during inopportune times in class. Right. And I got in a lot of trouble for that from the teacher. Um, so like things like that for me. I never did anything like physically dumb to myself, like to hurt myself or anything. Um, but I would do anything to get a good laugh from people. I was the exact same way, which leads me to my dumb story, which is, so I used to work at a pool, the public pool. Of Sayre? Of Sayre, Oklahoma. Good old Sayre. I was a lifeguard. I was all, I was in the prime of my life, just ripped up there on the, on the stands, just <laughs> oiled up, just getting skin cancer all over my body. Just making like nine fifty an hour and loving it. And uh, one day we walk in and the, the fridge had frozen over. And so there was like a ton of frozen pop in the <laughs> fridge. And someone, me, got the bright idea. Now, this is just the first story of dumb stories that popped into my head. So it's probably not the best. But I got a frozen Dr. Pepper and I walked out back. And I, now keep in mind, there were some ladies that I probably wanted to impress at this pool. And in my mind, I was like, I'll throw this freaking Dr. Pepper in the air, and they'll be so impressed at how high I threw it. That was my idea of good. So I spin like three times and just chuck this frozen Dr. Pepper right in the air. It lands somewhere. We all get a good laugh. And about 10 seconds later, we realized that from the pump, the pool pump area, 
there's this massive stream of water shooting out from behind it. Like over the fence within view. And we literally all knew what had happened. We were all just like, we stood there for probably 15 full seconds of silence. Just like Derek (laughs) broke the pool with the frozen Dr. Pepper. And no one, I don't think anyone has ever heard this story ever. So we walk back there. There's like the the frozen Dr. Pepper laying next to like this broken pipe. And I like swear them to secrecy. People come, like the pool's closed for the whole day. The like grimy little pool kids are all pissed that they can't get in. And like, we never told a soul. So like the public pool had to hire like a bunch of people to fix it. It was down all day. Because of you. Because of me. Because I threw a frozen Dr. Pepper in the air. Trying to impress just a couple of baddies. So. So, that's probably the dumbest Western thing Oklahoma can, babes man it's the first thing that popped into my head that's so. good man uh, next up Ryland Styles. Uh, follow him on Twitter if you haven't yet it's a great follow if you're a fan of the Thunder or even just a fan of basketball uh, and he's got a fellow pod host of the uh, Locked on Thunder podcast at Ryland Styles, and he asks probably in a joking manner but we're going to treat it seriously would you rather have Scotty Barnes or Shea Gilgis Alexander right now Shay. <laughs> it's so tough for me. Because, like, man, if you think of who's won the last 10 titles, have they had a good forward on the team? Like, is their best player a forward? No. The team that won last year, no. That's the weakest the, position. What about the other nine? I, I wouldn't Wig- say weakest. Andrew Wiggins was the second best player. He's a forward. LeBron won a bunch. Kawhi won a bunch. I see what you're Kevin saying. won. I see what you're it, it, it's just dominated the league. It's the most versatile. It's unstoppable. They're too fast for bigs, too big for small people. It's just those are also position. those are also the guys you named top one players in the NBA when they won the ring. And they're all forwards. Scotty like, Barnes will never be the top one player in the NBA. I just don't know that. I know Shea yeah, won't either. I don't. You know, we don't know. He's a rookie and one rookie of the year over you, two guys we love. You know he won't be a top one. Like one. One, I mean, you can't say anybody outright. Durant was the best player when he was winning. Giannis was the best player when he's won. LeBron's been the best every year he's won. Kawhi was the best that year when he won. I agree, but they're all forwards. (laughs) I think forwards are the best players in the NBA. Those four were the best in the NBA. I just he's not gonna he's not gonna be the best player on the best team. And the best player in the NBA. All four of those guys were that. I just think... I, I get your value in that. And even, I 100% even right now, 100%. like the MVP is Jokic, but Giannis is the best player in the NBA, and he's a forward. So it's just... I just think forwards are in the league. I really do. They're they're just too versatile. That's, that's, and when playoff time comes... That's fair. And if you have a top five forward in the NBA, yes. I just... Yeah, I just think... I just don't know if he's going to be that. I, I don't know That's how fine. we can definitively say yes or no. I okay. I'll I'll say why Eileen Shay, because um, I can see Shay being a top. I can see him being like a top five score in the NBA in the next five years, maybe. If he gets a shot back, totally. Yeah, um, I love his ability to play off pick and roll, which is what the NBA is. Um, and I, I, I just think he's going to always be a little bit better offensively. Um, and I just don't see Scotty as like a number one guy. And I think I see Shea as that more than I have. I don't know why you don't see Scotty as a number one guy, though. He just won Rookie of the Year. Yeah. He's the best player in a really freaking good class. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. 
I don't know. I, I just think he's a stud. What do you average like 15, 5, and 5? Something like you that. You add 10 points to that? Yeah. That's what LeBron has done for the last 20 years. Yeah, if you add 10 points to that. <laughs> oh, I think he'll get there. I think he'll get there. He's not going to be a 15, 5, and 5 for the rest of his career. No, he might be 18, 7, 7. Uh, that's it? 20? He was like 26 and 6. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good. It's not close to what Giannis, Kawhi, or LeBron, KD were doing. I'm just saying, forwards are the most versatile. <laughs> they are. He's also very versatile. Scotty? Yeah. Yeah. He's a complete stud. Okay. Complete stud. Next question. Uh, math ball. Rookie years only. Give me your best starting five plus two of 2010 today. Two guards, two forwards, one center, and one front court, one back court. So, two guards to start, two forwards to start, center to start, and then a back court guy and a front court guy for this bench. Rookie years only. Okay. All right. 2010 through today. 2010 on. Okay. I got mine because I work with Mav Ball. Um, <laughs> he told me he was going to ask this. And so I didn't do really any research. I just kind of said the names and picked what I wanted. I got Luca as my starting guard. Trey Young as a starting guard. Zion as a starting forward. Ben Simmons is a starting forward. And Joel Embiid is the starting center. With Evan Mobley as my forward off the bench. I picked him over Scotty just because his absolute insanity on the defensive end. Um, and Damian Lillard is my backup guard. Some other names that I considered were Blake Griffin, Kyrie Irving, Michael Carter-Williams, Cade Cunningham. Um, I was going to say, I want to throw Michael Carter-Williams in just for fun. But if you throw, yeah, Cade Cunningham was just as good as rookie year, though. I like Michael Carter Williams. Um, I would have if you don't have Luca starting, you're crazy. Luca and Zion and Embiid, you're nuts. No way, I have any of those guys. Shut up. <laughs> um, Luca was legit like 28 and seven his rookie year. Blake Griffin. Nope. Did you have him? He averaged 22 points his rookie year. Yeah, rookie of the year, 22 and a half points, which. He he was the one that was like delayed a year, so he was basically a yes. Guy, but oh yes, 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 yes. You're right. You're right. You're right. That's what um, I was looking at. Yeah, him. Blake Griffin would be on. Tyreek Evans was really good. He was. Um, no, I think I think you you pretty much nailed it. I forgot about Blake looking at that year. Yeah, Blake would start, <laughs> and then Ben Simmons would come off the bench, which is fine. Yeah, Luca, dude, Luca's nuts. Luca's nuts. Crazy. Embiid's was nuts. Trey's was nuts, and Zion's was maybe the best. Yeah. There's some good ones, man. There really are. And I was searching for a name like Michael Carter Williams too to throw in there and be like, oh man, that yeah, guy. Yeah, he was good, but was but never good. All these again. guys are great. I mean, yeah. All, they're all fantastic. I think Michael Carter Williams is the closest. Um maybe Tyreek Evans. Yeah. Honestly, it almost seems like they were better in the early 2010s than they have been lately. Like <laughs> they were averaging 23 points a game. Like, yeah. what are we doing here? Yeah, yeah that's wild. Another one that's close is Larry Markinen. He was mm. 15, 8, and 2. Wow. And then he averaged 15, that. 8, 2. <laughs> the, he's going to Scotty what Barnes th- it right up. All huh? right. What do you think his average is for his career? 15, 8, 2 to start. What's his average for his career? Uh, For his career, we'll, we'll go 15, 8, 2. We'll no, go 15, 8, and 1. 15, to start. 8, 1. We'll go 13, <laughs> 13, 8, and 1. 15, 7, and 1. Oh, wow. Only got worse. The exact same amount of minutes averages for his career as he played his rookie year. That's crazy. I'm surprised he's averaged 15 points 
Dude, every single 15 season. to his rookie, 15 four overall, seven five rebounds, six eight rebounds, one two rebound, one two assists, one point three assists. Wow. Golly. Nice Literally, day. yeah. Interesting. Oh, Interesting. Wow, dude. Come on, what a rookie move. Uh, last question, Mav Ball. Is there a retired group of seven <laughs> NBA players of your choosing that could beat an existing NBA team? Who would you pick and against what team they have four months to train? Now, I did a little research for this. Okay, I didn't do much. Uh, well, I, I, didn't, one I name, didn't do much I have either. one name off the bat. Jamal Crawford. Dwayne Wade. Oh, you throw him on there, huh? Yes. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Jamal Crawford's also the other one. Is Lou Williams retired? I don't think he is. I don't think he's technically retired, but I mean, I don't know okay. if he's getting a contract either. So, Kobe Bryant would absolutely be on this list if he was alive. Well, he's dead, so he's not well, on the list. Well, I'm saying if he was alive, he would be my first pick overall for this. I know for a fact he could bust some youngins' chops, hundred percent. Okay. Um, Dwayne Wade is a good pick. Jamal Crawford's great. Jamal Crawford. I feel like JJ Reddick could go stand in a corner and get buckets. I Yeah, I I'd also pick Ray Allen if that's gonna be. Ah. Uh, but he was he retired what like eight years ago? JJ was like last year. But Jay, Ray Allen still does like triathlons and stuff. Oh, like, does he? Yeah, rides bikes all the time. Yeah, he's he's in crazy shape, and he's in the gym a lot, like helping NBA players. I mean, which I value. He's no JJ Redick, but <laughs> okay. So one of those two guys. Okay, I don't sh- hate that. A shooter. Uh... <laughs> the bigs is tough. Yeah, the two that Maverick named were. Dirk, which I say no. I, I thought Dirk, and I was no, like, dude, God, no, no He'd get hurt in the four months that you were doing. His bones are brittle, probably. He'd walk down the court once and never go back. Shaq. No. No way. Really? He's so out of shape. Four no months way. just to get in shape. He'd be the strongest dude out there. He'd set some mean screens. <laughs> no way, dude. I'm not thinking Shaq. Okay. Tim Duncan's no one that I might throw in there because he's Tim's co- just so old. But no, he, no. And he coaches, though. And so he's still around the game. He's still playing with guys. I almost just think if you, like, if we're realistic, like, if this is realistic, it's I know it, it's fun to bring guys back, but, like, if they're more than five yards out, five yeah, years it, out, there's no way. It's all going to be guards. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, very much so. Now, is there a seven that could do it? Do you think there is? That could be, that could be the like worst in Next team? year's Jazz team? Yes. I think so, too, Yeah, be- because... Oh gosh! It's now. Yeah. I'm not gonna say definitively, absolutely yes. No, I think the Jazz definitely have the edge. I think they have the edge. But just could they? It's one of those things like they'd have to win if it was like, you know, Saturday morning, like Saturday morning, <laughs> back second night of a back to back, calling your own fouls, <laughs> like, <laughs> dude. It'd be interesting. I think the I don't know the Jazz probably win, but I think I think it could be competitive. I think it would be competitive as well. Yeah. Okay. We're going to end with that. Gross. <laughs> um, okay. Did we do it? We did it. I think we did it. That was a fun pod. That's good. You crapped on Scotty Barnes, which hasn't happened in a while because he was really good. I crap on Scotty Barnes. <laughs> you got to hate on Devin Booker, hate on oh, Scotty Barnes. God, I wish it was I could a do good more day for you. You finally joined the Fantasy League. Yeah. Um, next week college college basketball we've only said that three weeks in a row but next week's the freaking week dude all right bye see ya